everybody. Welcome to the second episode of the Early Days Podcast, where we introduce you to early stage founders that are in the thick of building businesses. And uh, without further ado, we're going to kick this one off. For our second episode, we have Elvin Atwine, who is the founder of Clora. I met Elvin through Megan Loist, and uh, we were exchanging you know, information about our businesses when we met, and he casually let it rip that he is still in high school. And I was a little, I, I was a little <laughs> taken aback because, you know, I'm, I'm 23 and this is the first company I'm starting. And it didn't even occur to me that people can be starting businesses earlier, uh, let alone a startup. So I was immediately interested in his story and I'll let Elvin take it from there. So Elvin, <laughs> let everyone know who you are. Hey, Brian. Uh, yeah, thanks for introducing the fact. Uh, yeah, I would say I started really early just because I didn't know any better. Uh, but yeah, um, my name is Elvin, Elvin Atwine. I'm founder of Clora, and essentially Clora is an invoicing platform for freelancers, and it takes bits of their earnings and invests towards their retirement. Uh, yeah, I really, honestly, it just started from like the fact that I used to be a photographer early, like sophomore year of high school, and it just used to give me a lot of anxiety just thinking about how am I going to plan for you know, retirement, health insurance, and various different things. And it just sort of like naturally led to that point. But yeah, I'm, you know, I'm very excited to be here, honestly. And I appreciate you coming on. Um, just out of curiosity, what does the name Clora come from? Like, where, how do you come up with it? <laughs> uh, yeah, I get this question a lot. Uh, Clora is actually two of my crushes names combined. I'll let you take a guess on, you know, the names. It, you want to try that, Brian? I, I think it's I think it's best for them and for you if we uh if we move past that part so that when this when this business <laughs> explodes that you can you can tell them hey I made I made this for you. <laughs> yeah, it was okay. Anyways, it was my crushes back at junior year of high school. I just kind of combined their names while I was trying to find like unique words to use because essentially like my goal was to have like the top spot on like some sort of SEO search, which would help me like rank higher on like different searches. So essentially I came up with like a random word that would get me there and Clora ended up being what it was. But yeah, no, that's a great question. Gotcha. <laughs> and um, how did you actually start building it? Do you have a background in coding? Did you teach yourself? How did this actually come to fruition? Oh, absolutely not. I have no background in coding or anything like that. But during the pandemic out of boredom, I, um, went to the neighboring school's uh, public library and I stole a JavaScript book from there. Uh, I mean, I ended up returning it like two, three days later, but essentially like that was for me a way to like sort of like figure out the words that I just didn't quite understand and then like write them all down. And then later that day, you know, go on the internet and try to figure out, you know, okay, like where do I actually begin? What sort of questions do I need to be asking? And I guess it just naturally led to me just like, you know, being more and more curious and just teaching myself through like YouTube videos or, you know, I joined Code Academy and a bunch of Udemy courses. So essentially I picked up on coding that way and then it just started like naturally building. Gotcha. And what's been, what's been working well for Clora so far? I know it's still early, but. <laughs> uh, I would say just the scrappiness that I have has been really, really helpful. Just, you know, two days ago, I was walking around uh, Brooklyn Bridge Park and every single person that was holding a camera or some sort of like just showed any sign of being some kind of creative. I walked up to them and started like saying like, you know, hey, do you do client work? You know, I'd love to talk to you about this invoicing app I'm working on. And 
you know, a, a lot of them, at least half of them were like very weirded out and like, get the fuck away from me, you're a stranger. But then um, the other half of them were sort of like, you know, inviting. And then I was able to like, it, literally like set them up on their phone right there and then. So I would say just like the scrappiness and like the shamelessness of me just like going up to people randomly and just like engaging in conversation has been super helpful, at least in these early days where I don't have a large marketing budget. Gotcha. And for those of you who don't know Elvin, um, he just moved to New York City. Pair that with the fact that he's 18 years old and you're probably going to be thinking, um, who greenlit this? So, Elvin, I'm, <laughs> what, what do your parents, th- parents think of all this? Because you just moved out to New York as an 18-year-old. Mm-hmm. It's got it's to be mm-hmm. a little frightening for them, but I, I have to imagine that if, if they believe in you, they're behind you 100%. Yeah, I mean, it came through like a lot of different conversations I had with them since I was 14 years old. So this has always been like an ongoing topic with me and my parents. So by the time I like let them know that I was leaving, you know, it it didn't exactly come as a surprise. But, you know, they're also entrepreneurs. They also did things when they were younger. Like my dad, we grew up, he grew up in Uganda, but he left for London. He left his mom's house to go to like London and try to like, you know, pick up different ideas and whatnot when he was younger. So they understand why I'm leaving, why I chose to, you know, move out and go to New York City. So it wasn't necessarily like a lot of friction on that end, which was super helpful. So yeah, it's it's just nice that they're behind me on this decision. Yeah, and, and this is a loaded question because I do know the answer, but how did you, how were you able to afford moving to New York City? <laughs> um, yeah. Again, scrappiness, really. It was just uh, initially with non-dilutive grants because I didn't want to raise money before I had like a product and traction. So non-dilutive grants. uh, I saved up some money when I drove DoorDash as well as, you know, just like friends and family participating in this round. So that's sort of how what, what like helped me get like the initial capital that was able to like help me just like establish myself in New York while I just keep continue to build. And what what do you think is the goal for your company over the next few months? What's the the milestone that you want to hit um, so that you can really hit the ground running? Oh yeah, so um, yeah, invoicing right now is a it, it's a very saturated market. Um, you know, it's a very mature industry. You know, we have a lot of active products today. So I guess the goal for me right now is to just essentially. 10x like be 10 times better than the current products out there and the way to like measure that is essentially just like watching like just how quickly we grow how quickly we can implement these various different products that um other services and platforms aren't offering so i guess for the next 10 months it's really just like establish a spot in the industry before we get like blown away by the large the large oceans of honeybook and all those various different players uh yeah yeah i'd say that's the, the answer to that and I'm sure this is something that um, a lot of, I guess, uh, prototype stage founders are curious about. But how did you go about designing the initial product for Clora and then actually going about <laughs> building it, mocking, uh, pretty much modeling it after whatever the mock-up was? Uh, so, okay, well... So originally this started from like how I used to be a photographer and I had issues like with just client billing overall and how I hated invoicing. So just even before like I decided I wanted to build an app, I had this, um, I have this sketchbook where I just sort of drew up my 
like ideally what I would want from an app that I would use to build clients. So that's essentially like where it started. And then eventually on, as I started, you know, getting a little bit more fluent with like writing code and being like, under, like understanding just like how tech is actually actually built from like zero to one. I started like going on Figma. I used Figma, I used Sketch and I just sort of designed the layouts based on my sketches from like the very early days, which was able to help me just like get in the hands of people and like figure out, you know, is this something that is worth pursuing a little bit more? Understood. Understood. Yeah, I, I absolutely love Figma. Yeah. Um, when when <laughs> we were uh, when we were running uh, Munch, I was basically using PowerPoint to build uh, to build mockups and adjustments for uh, my my partner's designs. Where I was copy and pasting <laughs> just onto the same onto the same thing, like overlapping so many different layers. And at a certain point, he, he sits me down and he oh, says, man. "Okay, it's it's time you learn Figma." So I. <laughs> I, I spent, that sounds absolutely stressful, Brian. <laughs> it was, it was, uh, I mean, it was what I was used to, you know, my background is in finance. So we were kind of taught Excel and PowerPoint are the only ways that the world should go. Um, so mm. straying away from that, I had mm. to unlearn a little bit, but, uh, now I actually toy around with Figma pretty much mm. every day, at least if not for some practical purpose for fun. Um, I actually enjoy building these things. So yeah, I, I can kind of uh, identify with the, the whole movement of Figma and all the designing that goes in there. <laughs> um, yeah, they, I, th I think they did a very, very good job in making that product lightweight and easy to use that like people like you are using it for casual design. So I guess shout out to Figma on that end. Absolutely. And w what do you think at this stage is the biggest hurdle in front of you? Um, I would say the biggest hurdle is just you know, just learning who's for me and who's against me, because this is like a whole new environment. You're meeting a lot of different people, you know, different people have various different attentions for you. So just like having to relearn and restructure my like surroundings of like human being, I would say the hurdle is just like assessing who I need to surround myself with, which is going to be a huge, huge, huge change, leaving Lancaster, Pennsylvania and going out to New York City. So yeah, I'd say the biggest hurdle is just like community-wise, who who do I be around? Yeah, I, I've met a bunch of people who have actually met you that I did not know had interacted with you. Um, and every, it, it sounds like, at least from mm. my perspective, everybody that I've met has is behind you 100%. Um, and I think that especially mm -hmm. as early in the game as you are and as young as you are, that's such an important asset to have because... You, I mean, I'm just speaking from my experience, but when we first got into uh, startups, I was extremely lost. And if it wasn't for a few friends of mine that kind of pushed me in the right direction, I would have been entirely clueless and would not have made the connections necessary to even even have, uh, exactly. to have met you, for, uh, just as an example. Um, exactly. It takes a village to really build something that's going to be huge one day. Yeah. We're all rooting for you. And... Um, that actually is one, one of my, one of the biggest things that I've noticed in this, in this ecosystem is that it's really, it's really easy to root for good people. And when you have a story like yours, when mm -hmm. you're as charismatic as you are, it makes it really easy to root for somebody mm -hmm. like you. And I think that that is going to propel you forward in addition to the product itself and all the people at on deck and launch house that you, if you don't, if you haven't met them already, they're all great people.
at least from my experiences. For sure. Um, For sure. And with that, that concludes this episode of the Early Days Podcast. I want to thank you for coming on and shedding some light into the early days of Clorox.